Hi, guys. Welcome to another Mystery School episode. My name is Jacob Cox, and our topic tonight is aliens. Uh, definitely taken a break for the past couple of months, but I am incredibly glad to be back and grateful to be here with you guys tonight. Uh, we're live streaming tonight on Ascension Works Television. You can find this video there, YouTube, and several other podcasts. Um, so let's go ahead and get started. Um, I, I I chose this topic tonight, aliens. I think it's incredibly important. Some people would say in the in the midst of waking up and everything, what's the importance of it? And tonight, I don't want to I don't want to jump all the way into a whole nother realm, a whole nother universe and and talk about why these people live this way on this planet or anything like that. I want to make the small steps. Uh, I hope tonight that someone hears this this talk somewhere and maybe hasn't fully decided that aliens exist and say, okay, I can see where he's coming from. So I, I want to take the small steps tonight. And I want to, I want to start with why, why do I know? Why do I know that aliens exist? And, you know, a lot of people can say, well, I saw this thing in the sky, or I saw uh, this video of this guy talking about, you know, this binary code that he found, or these people and their experience being abducted. And also that's all great. It's great. And I love it. And I watch it all the time, but that's somebody else's experience and someone else's, um, you know, view and everything that happened for me personally. Um, when I just take a deep breath and look around me and get calm for a second and, and realize, look at all the people on this planet from the tall to the small, the light to the dark, the different languages, the different cultures. It's so vastly different. And that's great. The diversity, diversity is our greatest strength by far, I think. And that makes so much sense to me that, that it would be right. And when you look around, you see all these different people. Then you start to look around and see all the different trees. There's different trees. There are different types of grass. There's different types of rocks. There's different types of water. Um, and everywhere I look, I see the living things. I, and I know a tree is a living thing. I know it breathes. I know it reproduces. I know that they speak and have telepathic thought with each other. Um, I know they care about each other because when they cut a tree down in the redwood forest and they say, or the tree falls over because it's gotten too big, the other trees will send energy to that stump long after it's fell over. I think just to keep that, that brother alive, you know, just to keep sending him love. Um, but I look around, I can just, I can see the vastness of all the beauty on this planet and how every little drop of water has life in it. Um, and I, and I know not just the fact that we live on this rock, but that mother earth is alive too, that she breathes in and out spring and fall, uh, when the trees let go all their leaves. And when they take that big breath in, in the springtime that she's breathing and she's conscious and she's aware and she has a life cycle as well, much longer than we do, but she has life cycle. And I know that the stars are alive and I know that the stars have life cycles as well. And I know that the galaxy is alive and I know that it has a double helix spiral wave pattern, just like my DNA. So no matter how far you zoom in or zoom out, you see the same things over and over again. The all is in the small, the all is in everything. So I don't have to... I don't have to see a video. I don't have to read a certain book. I don't have to take someone's word for it. I can literally just look around me and just know that there are infinite amount of planets out there and stars and galaxies and probably universes as well. I'm a big fan of the multiverse theory. I believe that we're in one cell of a universe. This is part of a huge 
multiverse. And so I know that I look around and I can tell that it'd be such a waste of space to have planets being born and de- and die and not have any life on them to, to know that there are stars being born and their planets circling around just like us. And that life, it's not, we're not the exception. The universe teems with life and that we are not, a, we're not just alone. We're not alone in the universe. We're not alone on this planet. I mean, you guys have probably seen some of my old videos in the inner earth. Um, there are different kinds of species. There are trolls and Sasquatches and little people and fairies. And they're all different kinds of life just on this planet that we're really not even aware of. And so I know that each planet harbors different types of life, although very similar. You know, but you just have to use your imagination to see these countless planets throughout the universe and know ultimately that everything is going to be somewhat similar with familiar grace, different with familiar grace. Um, the Fibonacci sequence pretty much assures us of that, that that sequence of one plus one is two, two plus one is three, three plus two is five and eight and 13 and so on. And that's why we have the double helix by way of pattern, because that Fibonacci sequence creates the golden ratio, which is the spiraling effect. And that's why everybody has, you know, a spiral in your hand, because this point is 1.618 to this point and to this point, to this joint. And so you close your hand, you have literally have a spiral in it and your ears a spiral and you have all these, you know, golden ratios in your, in your whole entire body. So um, we know that life is going to look similar to us and we look similar to it. We look similar to life because that's how it works. That's the blueprint, this Fibonacci sequence. And so, you know, whether people are bird people or cat people or dog people or reptilian people or, um, you know, different kinds of, you know, uh, hominids and sentient beings. We know for a fact that no matter how far we look into the universe, we're going to find similar beings. And then some that are super drastically different as well. And there's just no doubt in my mind that. And I think that's what's really important right now. Just to, you know, don't take anyone's word for it. Just really honestly, with even with your rational and logic mind, just think for a second. And it makes there's it makes total sense. There's no way to deny that aliens couldn't exist. I mean, it's just in the math, you know what I mean? It's in the math that you're gonna that no matter how far you keep looking, you're gonna you're gonna find it, and you're gonna find that ultimately that it is the standard. It is what's normal out there is to is to have all these different planets with different beings on it, and and that's super important um, to me personally. One of the other things that really does it for me. Uh, and I'm no scientist, but the fact that we do have this fused DNA in us, um, I think is really uh, probably the number one physical thing that we could know. I mean, when you go out and walk in a parking lot and you see all these cars and these cars have fused, you know, joints, welded joints and everything. And that means that it had intention to do that. Nature didn't just, you know, fuse these, these, uh, these metal parts together. And that's what makes sense to me is that nature didn't just naturally fuse these parts together. And so, that's where I feel like these stories of the Anunnaki and different, you know, t- stories told by the Sumerians and everybody else, they have to be true. They have to be true. Not only that, because the same stories are told all over the world, except for different names and different words, but oftentimes very, very similar. So we know that this DNA is fused and it's different. And and really, Homo sapiens are the most different hominid that's ever walked the face of the earth. Everything else is normal, you know. Um, really like each other, you know, so uh, 
Cro-Magnon man, Paleolithic man, uh, what we call Sasquatches, Neanderthals. You know, they have no neck. They have hardy bone systems. They harbor big muscles. They got lots of hair. And we're like this really weak, hairless, you know, uh, being that almost seems like we're de-evolving. We, we have to have clothes on to stay warm. Um, and then, you know, science tells us we got 95% of our DNA is junk DNA. And I don't believe that. I don't believe anything in the universe is junk. I don't think anything that the universe creates is junk. And we're just not using the other 95% that's full of telepathy, uh, you know, remote viewing, uh, healing, and all these other incredible things that we are gifted. We just don't even have a clue about. It's kind of been, uh, you know, kind of like a governor is on our DNA and we don't have access to it. But, you know, obviously now at this point in our evolution, all of us have had, if you're watching this tonight, you probably have had more than a few um, times where like, you know, you've got to see deeper into that, and that mystery and the universe has revealed itself to you and we're all waking up and that's what this is all about. We're all waking up. So I was having a talk with my friend the other day and, you know, I was talking to him about my episode and he's like, why is it important? Why is it important? Because I, I believe that aliens exist, Jacob, but I don't know that they've been here in the past. I don't think, I don't really think they're coming here right now. And he goes, maybe in the future, but you know, I just, I just don't see it. And I was like, well, that's a good question. Why are aliens, why is it important to know? Here's the number one reason I think it's important to know that aliens is. If aliens exist, and they do, they got to have a whole lot better technology than we got. Coal, oil, and gasoline. There's no way that their ships are flying throughout the vastness of space going to planet to planet on those kind of technologies. There's no way. So there has to be, if there's aliens, that means that there has to be a better way to do things. There has to be technology far beyond, you know, combustion and the way that we do things and rockets and all that kind of stuff. Um, that I think is the first and foremost thing. And, and if that's the case, somebody's trillion dollar piggy bank is worthless. Because if you can create that amount of energy to fly through space to have anti-gravity crafts you don't have to pay for oil gasoline coal electricity it's all over and they need that some people need that to stay in charge to stay in control um that is probably the most the ending of monopolies on energy would free up people on this planet tomorrow today it's out there it's doable I live in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Nikola Tesla lived in this city a hundred years ago. And there's obviously pictures and he, he obviously rediscovered. I don't think he discovered it. He rediscovered something that's always been around since we've been here, since anybody's been here. And that's that energy is free and available right out of the ether. And he proved that. And 99% of the world today is ran off AC current, not DC current. Like uh, Thomas Edison wants you to believe, and the people who work with Thomas Edison want you to believe. Uh, that's how batteries work and flashlights and stuff. But your cell phone, the internet, the Wi Fi's, you know, everything that's te Tesla, the whole world right now is running on that AC current. He's the man by far. But obviously, we learned about Thomas Edison instead of Nikola Tesla. Um, but that's it free energy, man. That changes the world. There's so much suffering that happens every single day because people don't have access to get to energy and it's so expensive. Um, 
it would change the amount of suffering on this planet tomorrow for sure. And I think that's really important to know that we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to our, to our world and to our fellow peers to talk about these conversations, not to be scared or not to be intimidated by anyone to not talk about it. But if we don't, the ramifications are dire. I mean, we have to realize that we have to know that every single person is affected by not having clean, free energy, right? They're not having this constant renewable source of energy that we all have a right to have. Every single person has a right to have access to clean food, water, energy. And there's no reason that we can't. I mean, I've definitely seen, if you guys haven't seen anything on the Tartarians recently, it just seems like it's just something that's just come out of nowhere recently. And there's videos everywhere, people talking about it. But I believe all across Europe, you know, not too long ago, 100 years plus or so, um, don't, you know, crucify me for my, my stats. I didn't know I was going to talk about this, but um, these people had what looks like free energy in these incredible, beautiful buildings. And the the ones that have like the almost like Russia and Moscow, what's that? Uh, what's that building called? But the the tops where they come up and they're high up in. What I'm hearing is and what I'm seeing is that these people had mercury in those things. And when they're high up in the on, on top of things, it allows that mercury in there to spin. These people had free energy in modern time, right? They and they did. And their, their civilizations are incredible, beautiful, clean buildings and environments, and they look amazing. And they had technology far beyond. And that's something that was just recently found out. And I feel like it's something I didn't even know about till till within the past year and it's coming up every couple months, it comes up big to really study these people and to learn about what they were doing. But I, I highly suggest if you don't know anything about the Tartarians to, to start looking at them because they had this and, and civilizations have this. And I think that there's a few people who don't want us to have this because those few people will get mad when they control monopolies and, you know, that's their biggie bank. So they don't want those things to happen. That for first and foremost, I think is the most important reason why aliens, um, are incredibly important to realize and that we are not alone, that there is, you know, brothers and sisters, star brothers and sisters out there, you know, and it's not to totally be afraid. It's not to, you know, be worried. I mean, I do believe that there are what we call positive and negative entities out there, people who are willing to help people willing to hurt. But at the end of the day, when you realize that, no matter if they're trying to help you or hurt you, how you look at it, it all is a learning process and it all helps you kind of speed up your timeline. When someone takes advantage of you, that's also the same kind of event that helps you realize you have worth. And that was very important for me to realize if someone did take advantage of me, then I had worth. So if someone is taking advantage of us and we start to realize, oh, we have a lot of power. We have a lot of knowing. We have a lot of connectedness. We have a lot of help. We have a lot of love we ha and all the stuff. Then it helps you realize, well, I'm not so all alone. I'm not so um, inferior. I'm really actually superior and inferior at the same time. <laughs> but that's, that's an important thing to me that we are, if we are taking advantage of it, then we can be realize our worth. That is, that is incredibly important because that helps us speed up our timeline. The things and the lessons that we learn because of that happen to us probably quicker than if they had not. 
And just a quick story would be like a bully taking advantage of a small child on the playground. And many people would say the bully's wrong, the bully's wrong. But that kid that's getting bullied, that kid is a tractor, is like a traction beam to, to him, right? Because he doesn't feel good inside. So he needs someone to come tell him, you, you know, there's something wrong with you. There's some reason for you not to feel good about yourself because you already feel that. And I'm just the physical universe coming into form to help you realize that by telling you exactly what you already feel. And then in that way, you get to come out and say, huh, I wouldn't have figured that out had that bully not come to me. And so really it's to your benefit to have this thing happen to you, to have what we call tragedies or things that happen to us. You know, whatever happens to you, it happens to you. But what you take from it is on is on you. And that's really important for your evolution and for your awakening is to not be a victim. And I think there's a lot of people that want us all right now to be victims for whatever reason. But it puts us in a very compromising position, a very fearful position, in a weak position. And we're, like I said, we're very strong. So I have to get out of the victim and get into, I'm lucky for the things that happened to me almost. You know what I mean? I'm an attraction, magnetic force of things to bring things to me, to wake me up, to help me learn, to help me grow, to help me understand and wake up and awaken to my magnificence of my God nature, my divine nature. So that's, you know, why I think more than anything, you know, aliens are super imperative for us to talk about, for us to gain, you know, uh, conversation with each other and, and to and to realize that this is not something to be afraid of. It's not something to make fun of. It is an important thing because it, it, aliens being real can really change the collective consciousness very quick. And as we realize it one by one, the hundred monkey effect happens and other people will start to realize they'll start to know it. Like it had always been the case. They just didn't really pay attention, but they always knew it. Right. So as we start to not walk around thinking maybe, but no, no Gnosticism is to know, you know, a Gnostic is one who knows and Gnosis is knowledge. Knowledge is something that just can well up in us like a spring, you know, that light, that inner knowing. And that's what I feel like for me is happening for me. And I feel like many lifetimes I have been searching for information and, and now it's just, it pours in and then just things happen. And all of a sudden the download happens and it comes right away and I'm bam, next, you know, I'm studying Tartarians or I'm studying this and I'm studying that for the week. And, um, you know, I, I get good at, you know, looking and sifting through information and, and connecting dots. And that's what it's all about. It's all about connecting dots for you, for you to understand, for you to find the breadcrumbs that somebody's leading you down the path of and like pick them up like, Ooh, and then you go around to the next one and the next one. And you realize, Oh man, somebody really is leading me down to, to figure some out and eventually find out that person is you. And that's pretty cool. Um, but, um, another thing I did want to talk about off of that. So aliens are real, the positive and negative doesn't matter. They're in the universe. Um, understanding this, I think is imperative to us knowing that technologies are available to us and we can start working on those not to be afraid of new things and new ways of doing things. Um, yeah. So the, another one that I felt really called to, to speak on was the Mexican aliens. And I don't think technically they're from Mexico. I think that they were from South America. Um, if I'm correct, I know that I saw that documentary the Nazca mummies when it came out and I was, you know, just, it was just incredible. Um, and I was talking to Mike about this and it's like, yeah, it, it didn't, it didn't 
you know, didn't get me that they had three fingers, three long fingers and three long toes. It didn't, wasn't, you know, it wasn't the, the, that they were little small little beings. It wasn't even a fact that they had skeletons that, that when you took their, you know, the x-ray that they saw that, which I know to me, that's super hard to do, you know, to create skeletons and put and make them be, you know, really correct and really on these, the skeletons look really great. Um, but I think the thing that really took me was that those aliens had eggs in their bodies and that for whatever reason, if I'm correct, they thought that these beings were cold blooded. So, it, you know, I was like, Oh, those are reptilians, you know, and that right away. And I was like, wow, that's cool. And I remember when I watched it, I was like, this should be on the front page news of every newspaper and mainstream media, but obviously that's not happening. But I think they came out, they allowed them to come out and they allowed to come out at a certain time. And I think that is great in some ways. It's great. And I don't think they gave a lot of information to really help people can, you know, see how these are real. And so a lot of people are all oh, paper machés and make fun of it and everything. And you know, that's fine. That's their journey too. But I really do think overall what I had seen, you know, kind of made me feel like they were real. And I felt like that they're real mummies and they have been been around for a while and everything. But what really got me was those eggs inside and knowing that why are you going to make something and put eggs inside of it instead of just make it you know normal? That's really weird. But I think the thing that is the biggest thing that may, I want to share about this is once people in charge get control of certain things, they can spin the narrative how they want to. And so, you know, it wasn't even a big deal that these people came out, aliens are real and the Mexican, you know, um, I don't, I don't know who that I forgot the guy's name, but he, you know, whoever he was, him and his team, you know, disclosed this. And it wasn't even a real big deal to many people, which is kind of funny. It's just like, you know, almost a distraction, but I'm glad that they let it out. I think it's an important thing. However, I do think now that these things are coming out, now that our government is obviously acknowledging the fact that crafts are real, aliens are real, um, there's a narrative there to spend at some point that to, that can be controlled. And I think we need to be very wary of that, that what could people do by using aliens as a fear tactic to scare people? You know, um, that's something to really honestly have a conversation about, not to, not to be, you know, use certain words and say, call it a certain name, but to be honest and open, what could people governments with lots of money and resources do with things like that. That is, that's kind of scary. You know, they can, and if they have infinite amounts of money to do whatever they want and reverse engineer things, they can create things in situations to look pretty scary. Um, I think it's pretty hard for a lot of different kinds of aliens to come over here and, and start a war with us. It's definitely possible. seems like in different books, like the Marbarta and everything, that's definitely things that happen, you know, wars in space and everything. Um, and I'll be, you know, really honestly flat out with you guys. I think aliens walk among us. You know, I think some of them look so much like us that it's almost impossible to tell. And most people never know. They walk right next to you and don't even know. And there's somebody from another planet and another galaxy somewhere from another galaxy somewhere i think that some can shapeshift into human type people and there have been 
many stories and books and things written about that. People who are able to shape shift into humans and people have seen those beings shape into other beings in front of them. And I think just like that movie Avatar, there are, there are technologies that people have that they can put their conscious into beings uh, that walk among us. So there's a lot of things going on and there's a lot of secrets happening, but all those secrets and the veil is thinning. It's thin and quick. And so all those things that have been hidden us behind this spell that we've been under is really thin and quick because we're waking up and we're shaking off the spell and we're shaking off the, you know, these things that we've been blinded to and realize, oh, I can see into that. I can see into that human being or that thing, <laughs> that entity. I can see past the cloak. I can see past the uh vision that they want me to you know you can see into things when your third eye opens you can see past all those kind of things and i think that's what a lot of us starting to realize that certain people aren't just regular people so that's our advantage you know like i said they came here they did their thing but now is our time every culture has talked about it they've all said these things would happen these things would come to you know a big dark moment right that the it's darkest before the dawn that that's where we're at the seasons of light and dark, just like we have seasons of light and dark in spring, summer, winter, fall. We have larger seasons. The Mayans and other cultures knew about those things and they tried to point us to it. And it obviously since 2012, man, have things sped up, have has everything gotten real crazy, real quick. And, and as we go into it more and more, it's almost like every day it's getting crazier and crazier and things are happening. But it's fun too. We we chose to be here. We chose to be on this planet. We chose to come to this incredible learning library to learn and to grow and to master, master what it is to be alive, master what it is to be here now. And that's super exciting. I feel like I've lived many, many lifetimes to be at this moment right here, to look in the future and say, you know, I want to be there. I want to be that guy. How, who will I be when things go bad and, Will I stand up and I, will I speak my truth? Will I round up the troops? Will I try to inspire the others? Will I try to get the fire blazing in the other people? That's what it's all about, right? Getting the blazing in yourself, other people being excited by that, lit up by that. To be completely caught up in love and have other people get caught up in love, no matter what's happening to us. And know that no matter what the prices of things are, we have the ability to go into our sugar jar and it never, never empty to, to drive around and the gas never go down. If Jesus can, can feed 5,000 people with two pieces, two fish and three loaves of bread. And he said, we can do all the same things and greater things. The only thing that stands in my way of doing those things is my own belief. No other person, no other entity, nothing. My beliefs, you know, to grab someone up and say, you have little faith. If you only had the faith of a mustard seed, then let it grow. And as I grow more and more and more, I have hard days and I have tough days, just like anybody else. But every day things are happening. Every day something lets me know that I'm on the right track. Every time someone tells me I need to take this thing or take that thing, and then I see a rainbow right after that while I'm talking to someone about it, I get my I need to get my little winks from God. I know. I know where we're at. I know it's hard for many people, but I want to give you all that faith from your, for yourself to know what you can do it. We all can do it. And together, we can move mountains. And that's what I think we came here to do. It's just time to get together. 
Um, another thing that I wanted to go into for the alien talk was I think a lot of you are probably aware now of the CE5s. And Mike does a lot of those. I've been to a lot of them. And I think that they're incredible. And I think that is a beautiful way to call them up, calling people up, using the tones, using the intentions, the imagination to bring in other entities, not just aliens. I think you can do this in the, in the woods with fairies and trolls and Sasquatches and all those kind of little people, everything, you know, it just change your intention a little bit. But I think it's a beautiful way to call people in and commune with the star people. And what I wanted to share on that topic in general is I think it's a great thing to get a part of and, and great people to meet, but also to think about those native dancers that, that we know about. And they were all at night dance around the fire and they're dancing <clears throat> and they're chanting. And what is that all about? They just having a big party. Cause it does look like a cool party, but I wanted to share a little story about Chaco Canyon when I went with my parents and I made my parents, I didn't want a Christmas gift. And they're like, well, we want to give you something. I was like, take me to Chaco Canyon for Christmas. And they're like, all right. And I, this is, gosh, probably more, well more than a decade now, but I made my parents take me to Chaco Canyon and we camped in Chaco Canyon, my mom, and dad's RV. And when I went to sleep that night, I had a vision. It was way more than a dream. And I was in Chaco Canyon dancing around a fire with all these native Americans. And I realized that they were calling it in. They were calling in the star people and there were people there. It was like a DMT trip, man. There were people there that weren't really there, but they were there and they were all shaman, Christ, Buddhist, Krishnas. And it was incredible. And I remember the chanting and the vividness and the color and the power and the energy and the, everything was just amazing. And they were like, well, get up in my face and everything. And I was like, wow, this is super intense, man. And I remember, um, you know, after all this is happening, getting into it, and they they, they really started, um, to me, like they're sending light information. They're not talking to you, but they're communicating with you by sending light energy. And it's coming at you like 186,000 miles per second. And you're trying to absorb it and stay calm. The calmer you can stay, the more you kind of absorb it and get it. But that's kind of what it's like. And they were talking about the winter solstice and they were talking about, and everything in Chaco was all aligned to the winter solstice and it was incredible. And they were saying, it's not Christmas tree, Jacob. It's Christmas me. It's Christ mass, bro. It's a bunch of Christ that we're all, we're all honoring here on the 25th here of Christmas of Christ mass on the, after three days of the you know uh earth the sun dying in the galactical pain and then it comes back up after three days that's the that's jesus is fulfilling on this planet what this planet does in 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 real life and he's like the microcosm of the macrocosm and that's why he's so perfect and that's why they call him the son of god but everybody really is it but he's gotten to the point where he's actually it he's actually loving us like we're supposed to be like you're supposed to love he's actually understanding you know no judgment, allow people to be themselves, to sit with the poor, to sit with the, the tax collectors, to love everybody, to talk to everybody, to engage with all, not to cut people out, not to, not to say, no, I don't want to talk to you. He started to emulate what the universe is actually like. So that's why he is, that's why he is this, the, the son of God, but we are all that we're all, we're all God. And so anyway, the, the, it made me realize all the things that the, the winter solstice was about and all the stuff that Christ mass was about. 
And I woke up in my parents' RV and I was like sweating. I sat up so hard and my mom and dad, uh, you know, it's like, what's going on? What's, what's, what's going on? And I'm like, um, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. And they're like, yeah, well, tell us now you woke us up. And I just started spitting all that stuff out. Oh, Christ, man, it's not Christmas tree. It's Christmas. The Christmas tree lit up in your house is what you should be because you're literally a tree and you have all these chakra points all over you and they're all supposed to be lit up so you can light up and be a Christ and everything. And they're like, I don't even know what time it was, two o'clock in the morning or something. They're like, okay, dude, it's time to go to bed. And I had done things like that before. So they were kind of accustomed to it, but um, they, they're calling in the, those, those, those fire ceremonies are calling in the brothers and the sisters from all nations, from all, from all planets, from all solar systems come gather with us, be here now as we praise and we're together all in one God. You don't think just because these native Americans didn't have, buildings and cars that they're less civilized and they're less connected than we are please these people were way more connected than we are we're just now starting to realize it again so that's super important that you don't need you don't need someone to tell you the alien exists you don't need someone to tell you that disclosure is coming or here or whatever it it only matters that disclosure happens with you and your body and your now right now um that's what's super important and for you to know that to walk around with it you affect the people at your work the people at school the people that you live with the people that you hang out with and all people that you don't even know the hundred monkey effect is real and as we are in this ether together we start to wake others up by by being awake by being love they start to they start to turn on as well that's what it's all about right so it's not about trying to tell people what it is, you just be it, you know, be love, be kindness, be here now. And so aliens help us realize the unity in the universe, seeing the bigger picture and knowing that aliens are real dismantles religion. Religion is good for separation. I'm this, you're that. I'm confident that I'm right. My guy's on a pedestal. When you look down at every single one of these guys that everybody's got on the pedestal, they're all saying the same stuff. They're literally all saying the same thing. They're all saying, you're all gods. You got all the powers they got more. But people want to separate it. And it's, you know, there's a reason why. There's people who who benefit off the fact that we're all separated, that we're separated because of our politics, because of our religion, because of our skin color, because of the way we talk. But if we don't care about those things and we know that no matter what, every single person is more like you than they could ever be different and that they want to be happy and, and loved and, you know, be with their family and go on cool vacations and do, you know, be free. And we all get together on that and we're all all one on that. It's game over to a small few, a small few who have kept us from knowing these technologies it kept us from being together as one on this planet that's the most important thing us earthlings have to get it together and to know that violence is literally procreated by beings different by declaring my religion declaring my race which there's only one by the way human race Declaring my politics. When I declare I am this and that you are that, I am separating myself from everything. When I see the wholeness, we're all we're all beings here. We're all love. You know, 
love is my religion. Kindness is my philosophy. Those kind of things are inclusive. That helps you to be a part of what all that is instead of being separate. And I promise you, there's so much more peace. There's so much more wholeness and holiness in being one with God and being one with everyone instead of being separate. And we have a star family out there. We're part of the stars. We literally are made of stardust and we have star families out there all over the place. And we are all one. Some of our families don't get along with us as much as other ones. That's obviously happens here on earth. That's in the universe like that, but we're all one regardless, regardless of what uncle Zebular does or whatever. You know what I mean? It, it's fine. You let them have their journey and you have yours. But when you're here now, when you're full of love, when you have that understanding, um, you're going to realize that me being wholeness, me being holy, H-O-L-Y and W-H-O-L-L-Y, whole, is inclusive. And stop seeing yourself as something else than everybody else. You're going to be angry, you're going to be mad, and you're going to be separate. And you're going to be real unhappy when you're separate from everything else. Like I said, there are obviously entities out there to help us and hurt us, but everything that happens is something helping us evolve. Aliens do walk among us. They're avatars, shapeshifters. Some look like us. Some don't. They're dogmen, birdmen. They do different things on their planet, but they I guarantee they all have music. They have different sports. They probably have incredible cultures. And many of them have technologies that are far beyond what we have on this planet. And just because people don't, I mean, I can I can guarantee you that there are tribes on this planet right now who are far beyond how we do things in America. They don't have prisoners. They don't have war. They don't have pollution. They're connected to the planet. They don't wear shoes. I mean, there are people on this planet that are far beyond just because they don't have the clothes and the cars and the houses and the debt that we have doesn't mean they're less civilized. But anybody who has less, who doesn't have war and doesn't make pollution, who lives on the planet, I mean, to me, they're way far beyond us. I mean, I make so much trash every day. Uh, you know, I, I, sometimes I really work hard trying not to make as much trash as I can. But these people have none, absolutely none. And I think, imagine they live on a planet like that, where the cultural differences are far beyond our imagination, the way they interact with each other, the way they get around on their planet. They probably spend a lot of time, you know, doing cool things that we most want we want to have time for yoga and travel and family one of the most important things i think is family um and probably just for a second if i can go here we all talk about the different wars in different countries and i say this a lot but i really mean it i think the biggest war that ever has happened is happening right now and it's not in some foreign land with machine guns. I think the biggest war that we've ever seen happens in our homes. It happens at the dinner table. It happens at in your bedroom, the arguments, the fights, the being angry at each other, um, the parents that we don't talk to, the brothers and sisters that we don't talk to. That's grudges that people hold every single day. And at this point in the in our journey, it's fair to say that that may be billions of people every day. And I'm not excluding myself at all. But billions of people every day could be at war with each other strictly because of politics, because of their beliefs, their religion, 
you won't talk to someone because they don't believe this war the same way you do. And you really take that for a second and say, I'm not excluded from it. I'm part of the problem, right? I'm part of the war itself. And the only way that I can not be a part of it is to surrender. Surrender and put up your flag, your white flag of peace. I'm not going to fight you anymore. I'm not going to take sides. I'm going to be on the side of love. The innocent people on both sides are hurt when it comes to war. And that I don't really believe anything anymore about any narrative because I know a lot of people have a lot of money invested in certain narratives. But I can assure you this, peace and love and harmony is here now in this in this moment. And I, I choose that. I choose that. I choose to be whole instead of divide. And I know that many brothers and sisters and star people out there have civilizations out there that are incredibly cohesive, cooperative, and amazing. And I know just by thinking about it and talking about it, that we have the potential to have that kind of society as well. And it starts with how you interact with the people you live with and the people you work with, people you go to school with, and anybody you have a difference of opinion. I cannot tell you how many times I've been in someone's house because I'm working at their house that I have a difference of opinion of them uh, with them about a certain subject, but I will listen until they're blue in the face, what they have to say about it, what they want to talk about it. And I'll listen to it all day long. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't trigger me. It doesn't make me mad or upset. I don't feel the need to tell them to believe like I do. Sometimes people just want to be heard. They're working things out in their own minds, whether they know it or not. And sometimes just by talking to someone who's really open, those aha moments, eureka moments, um, they happen. In a split second, people learn things. I think it's great just to listen to people sometimes. Let them talk, not to respond, just to listen. There's a lot of power in that. So tonight, I just want to say thank you guys for being here. It's been a couple months since I've been on. No pictures tonight. Um, I just wanted to say these things from the heart uh, and take a different spin on the alien thing. I think it's, you know, it's really incredible. Um that we have brothers and sisters out there and not some weird, you know, monstrous species out there that are always here to eat us and consume us. There, there's probably those two, but I'm not worried about them. Right. I'm definitely not. And I think I like this. You probably have heard this before, but I, you know, just a random thing I wanted to share, you know, Ronald Reagan once said, perhaps we need some outside universal threat to make us re recognize this common bond. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were to face an alien threat from an outside world. And I'm like, not that we need to be threatened or anything like that, but to come together as one, to know that we're all earthlings and drop the, I'm American, they're the Russian and these people are all bad and these people are all good. And like, dude, I, I don't even subscribe to that anymore. I literally believe that everyone is a human being and everyone has more like me than more like me than they could ever be different. So tonight I, I want to focus on that. Why are aliens important? Because they're all out there and they're already here. They're not coming or have come or will come. They're here with us. And we are like them because we were hybridized by them. And that's fine too. That's totally fine. You know, it doesn't make, I means we have some of this DNA, some of that DNA. We got it all in us. 
We got the answers all in there and they're all inside of you. And all you have to do literally is tap in, get calm with yourself, start asking some questions in the universe and talk to the universe, talk to God like it's here, like it is here and it's conscious and aware of you. And um, I think that's my message for tonight. You know, we're all one. Aliens are here. They've been here and they're continue to be here. And just like an avatar, sometimes you got to kick a little ass and uh, get the ones you don't need here out. And that's it. We're going to, that's where we are. It's time to take our planet back. Something I talk about almost every single time. It's our time to take this planet back. And every single one of them, by doing your work, by doing uh, your inner spiritual work, you are a part of that every single day, every moment. So I am grateful for every single person out there watching tonight, every single person who's done your work, who's waking up, who's becoming one with the universe and being cohesive and not divisive. And I want to say thank you to every single one of you guys tonight that are on Ascension Works TV watching me, uh, sharing with me. And I can't wait to our conversations afterwards. Um, so thank you guys for being here. I'm so incredibly grateful for this experience, for this life, for this opportunity to live and be here now. Namaste.